Welcome to this sermon recap episode of the Change Lives, Changing Lives podcast. Today is September 10th, 2023. These weekly episodes offer you a brief recap of what I share with our congregation at Locust Hill Baptist Church. My name is Michael Hodge, and if you're listening to this podcast on Sunday afternoon, I'm glad you can get a glimpse of what we discussed in the message today. If you're hearing this during the week, Thank you for taking the time to listen. If there's anything that stands out in what I share, you can go to our church website, locusthillchurch.org, and you can watch the entire message. Well, today we were able to observe the Lord's Supper together. It's something that we've prioritized at Locust Hill over the past year. We were, we might say, overdue for observing this together, so I'm glad we were able to do that today. It's a commanded reminder of the sacrifice and love of Christ for all who profess faith in Him. Well, let's get into the sermon. The title of the sermon today was simply Reset. It's a great chapter in the book of Acts. Again, we're just walking through the book of Acts. And because this chapter, chapter 6, is the basis for what we do in our churches regarding deacon ministry, this is such a crucial chapter. But it's also a chapter that reminds us to keep our priorities on the right things. Let's be honest, we can get busy doing a lot of things in our everyday life, in our church life, and in that busyness, we can fail in prioritizing the best things. So open your Bibles to Acts chapter 6. We're just looking at a few verses in the recap today. And as we arrive at chapter 6 in Acts, we see the church facing a decision. What was happening in Acts? Well, by the time we arrive at Acts chapter 6, some suggest the number of believers could have reached as many as 20,000 people. And with that growth came challenges that the church realized they needed to face very quickly. There were so many that were responding to the good news. Even those who were leaders of the Jews, they were now acknowledging the truth of Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah. God was on the move. And so in verse 7, I'm reading from the ESV, it says, "...and the word of God continued to increase..." And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And so it's evident, God was on the move. The number of disciples was multiplying. The impact of the Spirit's work was evident. It was a powerful scene. And so as they faced this rapid growth, they, re- they realized they needed to reset in some areas. And the first way they needed to reset was this. It was time to reset priorities. If you look at the closing verses of chapter 5, you see all that was going on in the life of the church. They had just been told to not speak the name of Jesus. They were threatened. They were beaten. And yet these are the words that it says in Acts chapter 5 verse 42. Every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. So Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. I started the message today talking about the fact that we use the greeting all of the time. How are you doing? And when we look at the church in Acts and we ask, how are they doing? What's incredible is they were thriving. Even though they were facing persecution and hardship, they are thriving and they are bold. So look in your Bibles at chapter 6, the opening couple of verses. I won't read those verses. I'll just make some observations as we keep moving forward. The church was growing. The number of disciples were multiplying. And what was stirring? Well, there was a grievance. There was dissension. Trouble was stirring. And doesn't that make you frustrated? Doesn't it break your heart to see this? 
With the growth of the church, very soon the enemy stirred. And this wasn't just evident here in chapter 6. It was evident over the last few weeks as we've been studying through. In Acts chapter 4, the enemy attacked through persecution. Again, in that chapter, they were told, Be silent about Jesus. In Acts chapter 5, the enemy attacked through corruption, lying, Ananias, and Sapphira. And then later in chapter 5, what I just referred to, there was another wave of persecution arising, and this time they faced physical suffering because of their boldness. And now in Acts chapter 6, there's a potential for division, dissension. How would the church respond? Is this going to bring the movement of the Spirit to a halt? Well, as we observe this here in chapter 6, the positive thing we can look at is the church was growing. There's no denying that God was moving in a powerful way. The power of the Holy Spirit was at work, and it was evident that the Spirit was moving among them. God was drawing people to Himself daily, multiplying growth. It was, and still remains, an exciting scene when God moves. But as we observed last Sunday, there were those who gathered with the early church whose intentions weren't pure. Not all were truly born again. You see, in the excitement of this movement, there were those who simply wanted to be a part of all that was going on. They wanted to be among that number, and yet they were not in Christ. From the example we saw last week from Acts 4.32 to 5.11, Ananias and Sapphira lied to God, and then they tried to masquerade before the people. They were putting on a show, going through the motions. Folks, this is too serious to play an act. And so the question may be for you, it's time to reset your priorities as you place your faith in Christ and Christ alone. Folks, it's not a game to play. It's not just a movement to try to be a part of. Christianity is not just a religion. Christianity is Jesus Christ, the only hope of our salvation. And so here was the early church. They were thriving in a lot of ways, but they were struggling as well. And part of that was because there were those who were in the midst of them that were not in Christ. But let me just throw in a little side note here. As I look at the struggles of Acts chapter 6, there is a little bit of reassurance for me to say, you know what, we're not the only ones who struggle. We're not the only ones who have hardships, even in church gatherings. Here we see dissension rising within the church, and the question was this, how were they going to deal with it? How were they going to respond? My prayer for you, my prayer for our church, my prayer for all of our neighboring churches is that we would respond just as we see here. They saw this as an opportunity not to go backward, but as an opportunity to raise up new leaders who were going to address needs that were right there in their midst. And so the second truth we talked about this morning was it's time to reset our focus. You can look in verses 3 and 4 and you see the response of the church. They called on those who would step up, who would step into those roles of leadership. I want to introduce Daniel Henderson as a key resource for this sermon. And also, if you don't know that name, Daniel Henderson and Strategic Renewal, I would encourage you to look up his ministry and the reason I bring his name up is his entire ministry is based on Acts 6-4, the priority of prayer and the ministry of the Word. So many other things crowd out our time, both in church and at home. How can we ensure that this doesn't happen? Well, what did the church do? The church called on leaders to step up. And so the first thing we do is we reset our focus by calling out those who are prepared and so verse 3 said, Pick out from among you seven men of good repute, good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom. 
And so the first thing that indicates they were prepared, they were ready to step up was this. These were men of good reputation. They're men whose spiritual lives reflected their new life in Christ. They were mature. And so the emphasis here was on the responsibility of the church to select godly leaders. You know, it's our responsibility and it's for our good that we set aside those whose lives reflect preparation, ready to serve according to God's will and how God has impacted their lives. And so the first crucial instruction that we follow is setting aside mature men. Are these perfect men? Nope. But what we do want to see is a trajectory of spirituality in their life where they are seeking after the Lord. And so we see that example here. These were men of good reputation, but also we see full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. How are these connected? Well, to be spirit-minded, to be filled with the Spirit means I'm spiritually minded. I'm willing to be directed by the Spirit. My choices are guided by wisdom from God. And so I'm able to make good judgments, which is a sign of spiritual maturity. So the impact of the Spirit's presence is a life guided by the Spirit. And the names that are mentioned here, some of these names are going to show up again later in the story of Acts. But all of them were crucial to the story of God's activity. For example, Nicholas. He was a convert from Antioch, a key location that's going to be a launching point for the gospel going to all nations, especially the Gentiles. And so these men were set apart for the work of ministry. But before we leave this point, let me make this observation. We are all called to spiritual maturity. We're all called to spirit-led wisdom. And in the sermon, I talked about several just key texts from 1 Peter 2, Ephesians 5. We're all called to be people of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And so the very qualities used to describe the first deacons in Acts chapter 6 are really the same qualities that every believer is to strive to live out. And so if we all are going to demonstrate these qualities that we see here in verses 3 and 4, the final truth that I share with our congregation today was this. It's time to reset our formula. And to see this, you can look at Acts 6, 7. What you see in verse 7 is the impact of them following exactly what God ordained for them, what God had laid out. It's what Daniel Henderson calls God's math. In Acts 6, 3, people were willing to serve. In Acts 6, 4, the word of God and prayer were central. So Acts 6, 7, the number of the disciples multiplied. So God's math is this. Acts 6, 3 plus 6, 4 equals 6, 7. And I love that picture there. When people are willing to serve, building on the foundation of the word and prayer, we can trust that God will multiply the number of disciples. In his book, Old Paths, New Power, Daniel Henderson says this, Today we have so many other how-tos that we view the Holy Spirit as our associate in ministry rather than the source of all ministry. Our problem is that we can Google an answer in two seconds. Why should we spend time praying for two hours? The question we need to ask today is, what needs to be reset in our lives so that we see Him at work in our lives, our families, and our church? Very briefly, what is this reset of the formula? Well, it's this. It's time to reset the formula as we prioritize the Word. Verse 7 says, The Word of God increased. It continued to increase. How was the Word of God increasing at this point? 
Well, it was more and more that were declaring what we saw back in Acts chapter 2, their commitment to the apostles' teaching. As they shared that among a growing number of faithful followers of Christ, there was an increasing number of those who were teaching the truths of Jesus. Eugene Peterson says it this way in his book, Eat This Book. He says this, God does not put us in charge of shaping our personal spiritualities. We grow in accordance with the received, revealed word implanted in us by the Spirit. And so if I want to experience God, it begins in discovering Him as He's revealed Himself in His Word. And so I have to prioritize the Word. But also this, I have to reset the formula as we obey the Word. Notice in verse 7, it says, The number of the disciples multiplied greatly. Now, what's discipleship today? What does our world say? It says, meet my needs, my wants, my feelings, and we're good. And essentially, we could even bring that into our Christianity to say that God serves all of those, that God is somehow obligated to meet my needs, my wants, my feelings. Folks, the counter story of the Bible is this. God is wise and loving. His ways are higher than my ways. His plans for my life are far greater than I can imagine. And even as I'm walking through hardship, He will use those difficulties to shape me according to His plan. He is shaping my life to reflect His nature, not exalt mine. And until I'm convinced that God's ways are higher than my ways, I'll expect Him to serve me. You know, today you may need a reset as you surrender your life to obeying the Word. And then it's time to reset the formula as we display the Word. A great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. God did the unexpected in Acts 6-7 because they were willing to reset the formula. Reset our priorities, reset our focus, reset our formula. I pray God will do just that in our lives. I want to thank you for listening to this recap of the message on September 10th, 2023. We would love for you to join us for a service at Locust Hill. Our services begin at 10.15 a.m. on Sundays. Let us know how we can encourage you.